0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continued coverage of Total Drama Island. This time we are into the intense. 11th episode who can you trust and i say that about this very podcast who can i trust the the people that i hear here to record with are never here consistently they're in one minute they're out the next uh i don't know what to do uh i don't know if i can trust anyone in this game but we'll figure it out as we go along i'm your host rossi and as much as i love much as you do <laughs> I'm your host, Rossi, and as much as I love your co- com- company, oh my God. <laughs> I cannot do this. Lindsey, quite it is. No, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm your host, Rossi, and as much as I love your company, I'm not going to throw a challenge just to kill you. Yeah.
0: And I'm Jared, and I've got a doctorate in revenge and humiliation.
1: Heather quotes for a Heather-centric episode, sort of. Not really. It was a little bit more... It was he- Quiet Heather. Yeah, quieter Heather episode. But, uh, DJ-centric. Heather's, yeah, DJ and Jeff-centric episode. Not Sadie, even though she was in it. Um, but <laughs> we'll get to her. Yeah, this is an interesting episode. Followed after uh, last week's... Uh, surprisingly good episode i feel like this one for me was a little bit of a letdown still a fun episode like classic moments like the puffer fish challenge that 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 you mentioned last week but just some fun moments and fun challenges and obviously sadie's epic meltdown was one of the things that i remembered for part of her elimination and stuff like that so there's there was good moments in it slightly down from this one to last one maybe you can change my opinion but how'd you feel about this one I really
0: like this episode. I think it doesn't have as much of the social dynamics, even though they've gone kind of with this pair theme again, two episodes in a row. But I just think the challenge itself is really fun. Um, I think it's more like the individual character moments that are funny rather than like the relationships between uh, characters in this episode.
1: There's definitely one of the episodes that is standalone. Like you could watch this episode like – without the preview and just kind of like invested in this episode. You don't really mm-hmm. need to know too much. Like they do things that allude to past moments, like, you know, the thing between Gwen and Heather and the first challenge, but, but they're never like, Oh, because you did this to me, I'm going to do this to you. It just seems like antics in the episode and, and some of the stuff later on with other characters didn't feel super connected to everything that they've been doing, but, but, but had relationships, but still, I think that there was good stuff in it. Like I think that we really saw the uh, chef and Chris going full ham and really trying to make it as unfair and as uh, torturous as possible, which we haven't seen in a while. So that's a good. It was a good change of pace. Last week was cooking. This time we're doing death-defying stunts.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's good to see Chris back to his old. Uh, tricks um, and and he even just like that bit at the start of the episode where he has kind of like this disclaimer about how like nobody's getting along and like um, you obviously think he's going to be like so we're going to like let them off the hook or like send them to like the spa for the day or something or other he's like so like but like what else to do than to exploit uh, those like failed relationships and, and anger for laughs um, so yeah Jeff uh, sorry Jeff Chris back in <laughs> <laughs> torture mode uh, and then Chef there as his uh, willing uh, ally and, and sidekick throughout.
1: Yeah. Uh, Grant Bowler. I mean, uh, <laughs> Chris. He uh, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bo. Uh, am I losing it? Gretel. Gretel. For John. old school. <laughs> yeah. And Steve uh, Jonathan LaPaglia. Mm. Who else? Who did Fear Factor? <laughs> Whoever, <laughs> you know, no, yeah. the sure. insert name that guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Master Chef guy, you know, all of them. Ramsey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's all of it. Um, but I love the, the beginning of the episode. Like the very first thing that we really got was them at breakfast. And obviously we saw some of the Heather stuff from the fallout from last week of her being locked in the fridge for, for hours or whatever. Uh, but Chris, not Chris, Jeff was serving Hawaiian Italian fusion breakfast. And then Gwen's like, isn't this just the blended food from last week's challenge? He's like, and what of it? (laughs) Like, Some great chef in this episode as well. Very, you know, maybe the best chef episode in in a while. It's definitely up there. I feel like he's like
0: really gone into the background. Like, was he in last episode like at all? Surely he should have been the
1: the one. Yeah,
0: he should have been the one judging the food. But, yeah, I I too loved the the fusion moment. Um, And, I mean, it's got to be a positive the fact that the uh, food didn't kind of uh, jump itself back onto the spoon. So I think Chef kind of improving his talents uh, as the season goes along.
1: Yeah, we're definitely getting a lot more interesting Chef things. Like, I think things are actually dead, (laughs) you know, Mm. like you were saying, like, no, nothing's crawling away. And we're not getting the chicken thing that Tyler got in a few episodes ago. So it definitely things are looking up from a a chef perspective, not only his cooking, but his uh, outfits and and his impact on the episodes is actually a little bit more felt. We saw him in the the paintball episode, but he was really just kind of a background character. This time he feels really fully fleshed and is like almost another contestant on the show.
0: Yeah, I think anytime we get Chef in a, a new outfit, um, it is, is a positive in my eyes. So a um, nurse Chef was a was a real treat this episode.
1: <laughs> Quick poll: What what are the better Chef outfits? What, what's the best Chef outfit we've seen so far? I really like uh,
0: Chef Air Hostess. Um, <laughs> I think was a really strong one. Um, what about you?
1: I was gonna agree. Let, 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 I feel like we've had three, right? I, or there may be more. I mean, we I probably
0: don't
1: had maybe, more of <laughs> that. I remember Chef Air Nurse. nurse. The, the swimming outfit that he had in mm-hmm. the paintball one. Uh, Chef Spider.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> 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 Do we have any more? I don't, I don't remember like any anything in that episode in. one. There's definitely
0: more to come,
1: though. Was he... Wasn't? Oh, he was like... Wasn't he like a, a sheep herder in the sleeping uh, one?
0: Yes, Definitely. Or he wish he just dressed as a sheep.
1: <laughs> All right, two. Uh, we're, we're total sidetrack. Going to the Total Drama Island wiki. Total Drama Island episode three. The wiki. Here we go. We're looking. He dressed it as a ballerina to do sparkling over the people. Ah, uh, there you go. So that was that. Uh, so that's like five.
0: It was a real missed like merchandising opportunity to have a chef doll in all these different outfits.
1: I mean, and then he was also the referee in the dodgeball one. So mm, I don't know if that counts as an true. outfit. Yeah. By the end of the season, we'll
0: have a list and, and we'll do a, a rankings cast of, of chef's outfits throughout the
1: season. Dude, that's what people are dying to see. In, uh this forget the survivor season rankings, which was garbage. Anyway, uh, we got, true uh epic rankings here
0: yeah Yeah. definitive no complaints everybody agrees
1: yeah i mean i don't think we'll have much speculation putting the air hostess at the top and Mm. referee toward the bottom agreed those are podcasts that we'll save for another day (laughs) a rainy day maybe so stick around (laughs) yes i'm sure people are stay tuned for that (laughs) After, well, after we do the full Total Drama Island character uh, strategic ranking cast, Yumi, Ivan, uh, in college, that's yeah, <laughs> both sit down and do that. But anyway, this is episode 11, <laughs> uh, we also get more, a lot more Courtney and Duncan. Like it starts with Duncan stealing a mug from the mess hall, and Courtney like being the CIT, the responsible one, saying you can't do that. And he's like, well, I've never had a mug, or I, I never, ha- I don't have a mug. Well, had, and and just takes the mug anyway. Really random scene that makes no real sense to the rest of the episode. Um, But it was still enjoyable. We get more Duncan out of it. Um, How are you feeling, you know, 11 episodes in about Courtney and Duncan individually and both as this sort of merging duo?
0: Uh, I really like them both. I feel like I remembered uh, both of them, maybe more so Courtney as like a bigger character throughout the season, but I think she definitely uh, probably has that uh, impact in the early episodes that she's really the one kind of pushing, like, we've got to win, we've got to win. Um, and I feel like from like maybe like five to 10, kind of we've lost that vibe from Courtney as as the real one on the uh, killer bass um, trying to get everybody pumped up and together and and really kind of blaming people for losing challenges for them. So, um, But I think both of them are great characters and their relationship. um, I think it's arguably the most complex of kind of the couples we have at the moment um, and one that's, I suppose, come to the forefront as really the whole – Gwen and Trent, like their relationship has just kind of completely disappeared since he uh, left her buried alive. Like it's just not even really a thing anymore. And I feel like there was room for that to I feel like it was mentioned in this episode, but there was room for that to come to the forefront. And I think the one issue that I have with this episode that I think could have made it better is I think some of the pairings of like we're really going to like trust these partnerships that have issues or have history. I feel like some of the pairings are just really not uh, the right ones to get like the best drama out of the situations.
1: Yeah, and some of them they said Chris at the beginning was like, We're gonna pair them. Normally we'd let you do it on your own, but we're gonna pair you up this time and was like we're like which I you assume is like Max drama. What is he gonna do? Like, you know, Heather and Gwen, they've been feuding on like that one was the first one that we got, which was like brilliant, like it makes a hundred percent sense. But then some of them after like really weren't like Lindsay and Trent, like what is that pairing? Mm-hmm. Like Lindsay and Trent attention. is a weird one yeah
0: um like who else there's just like Duncan and DJ I think was weird like not to have like Duncan and Harold and I think like you could have gone like DJ and Jeff after like that makes sense at the end of the episode but kind of up until that point it's weird um and I think the fact, too, that, like, he, not everybody's getting in on, like, the challenges throughout the episode is a bit of a letdown. Um, I'm not complaining that, like, this was an Owen, like, light episode. Like, we pretty much <laughs> didn't even see him and he didn't really say anything, which which is great in in my view. Uh, great cooldown episode for his edgic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah some, of, score. <laughs> some of the combinations, like
1: Harold and, and Bridget as well, is just like a, a weird combination choice of people. I mean, we've seen them together before. Like, I think that maybe not as much as, like, you know, Bridget's other partners that she could have had. But, like, you know, they were together in the do- the dodgeball. I keep saying dodgeball paintball episode. Like, they were really a strong, you know, trio with Jeff at that one point. But, like, really, yeah, like you said, not super connected. I mean, if I'm
0: pairing people up, Heather's pretty much, I mean, Heather's competing every challenge and she's paired up with, yeah, like Heather and Lindsay, Heather and Gwen, Heather and LaShawna. I think even Heather and like Owen is like, because yeah. he's such like, doofus that like she gets frustrated him is like a legitimate combo Uh, and then even I think you could have put Trent and Gwen um, to play on that storyline of him like leaving her buried alive can she still trust him and and then like killer bass I think it has to be like you've got to have Duncan Harold after the events of last episode as like the biggest like go-to of can these people work together and then everybody else like the combinations I think have just really uh, don't have that much weight to them but I would have put definitely uh, Jeff and bridge it together as well at some point they did <laughs> it went so oh, that you forgot. well <laughs> the see that was a it was it was a good decision amid uh many terrible and bad ones
1: and then the reason that i wasn't like crazy about the episode is that the challenge was like all over the place like, it was all built on this trust, but then the challenges, like, made no sense. It were the most random things ever. Uh, like, the first one was that they had to climb the the rock face, free fall, like, free form, but they had the, the rope, and they had to trust the person behind them, and we get the storyline of Gwen, or not Gwen, Heather, setting up this secondary rope, which she's like, what is this? And they're feuding, they don't want to be partnered together, and all this stuff, and, and, and we were it revealed that it was, like, a, a ripped patch on the back of Gwen's clothing that revealed her underwear, a lot of underwear in these last two episodes. And it admits that there's explosions and nails and rock beds and oil slicks and all these crazy things. Uh, somehow DJ and Duncan get wrapped up in the whole thing and they're swinging in the air. Uh, just some random stuff that kind of makes no sense. But uh, in the, in the, uh, Gwen was really channeling sugar in this challenge, like burying it all just to, to win the challenge. And she does in the end of the day
0: yeah i think this is a really fun sequence i always like heather exacting her revenge and it seems to always fall on gwen we had the diary thing early on and now we've got uh this moment i think a weird choice for uh dj to be the one climbing um yeah in this episode given his fear of heights um but yeah, no, I get what you're saying about, like, it's a lot of weird combos, but I think that's something that I really like about it is that it just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, we kind of have these two at the start and then we get like the blindfold challenges, which fit together. But like, as for everything going together as like a smooth sequence, it's really jumping all over the place. But that's something that I really love. And I'm glad that we've got back to the, like, uh, Chris is main aim here is to like torture these contestants and push them to the limits
1: yeah and it was more of a, a team challenge which i think favors uh you know better storytelling than these individual challenges like we talked about earlier on in the season mm-hmm. where it was just character development versus you know better storytelling uh but yeah i mean still fun moments like chris exploding the the rock face with you know dynamite for just drama uh it's just fun stuff and and then he also whips out the the one of the best lines of the episode, which I, I probably should have uh, used, but when he whips out the you know the water gun, and it's filled with like habanero hot sauce or something like that, mm-hmm. it covers uh heather in it and then she lets go of the rope which chris is like never let go of the rope and then sprays duncan with it but then he like drinks it and says is that the best you can do and the best line from chris is that the best we can do just trying to ham up the the stunts and, and the dangerousness of this um really solid chris and chef in their peak form
0: yeah i think it's always fun to see characters break uh the fourth wall um and chris is probably the person who does it most frequently and it's yeah it's just a fun moment and i love yeah that that he he is actually asking that question as well like hey production like what have we got that's better than this
1: many many fourth wall breaks uh the best one is yet to come uh Mm -hmm. which i hope you're thinking what i'm thinking but uh we'll see and then that sort of resolves the first challenge, and then the second challenge of, like, a few challenges. They broke it up into, like, challenge A, challenge B, and challenge C, which had three challenges in it. <laughs> Very confusing. So six challenges altogether pretty much. <laughs> um, the challenge B, or the second challenge they had to do is one person cooks while the other has to eat whatever it is not really much of a challenge for the other person but it's this toxic puffer fish that must be delicately cut and served and, and prepared so as to not you know kill the other person although i don't think that we're killing anyone this episode but and then we have jeff and bridget paired together and Lindsay and trent paired together or as she said Lindsay and todd paired together odd pairing uh we really saw nothing out of Jeff and Bridget, which you'd expect. I think we saw more out of them when they weren't in the challenges versus, uh, in the challenge. And then Lindsay and I was going to say Todd, Lindsay and Trent being this random pairing that makes really no sense, but we got a lot out of it. I think Lindsay was on peak form, uh, when she's like, I got to cook, I got to cook. And then, you know, we get confessional from Trent saying like, it's just a simple cooking. Like how bad could she mess it up? and then it's like this toxic deadly must like will die if not done perfectly like meal and he's like regretting letting her do it and she's still so excited and then and then he asked her if he if she took biology and, and she says yes i took biology which pays off in a great joke where he he asked later if if she passed biology he said no i just took biology uh, <laughs> so good Lindsay episodes and then she puts ketchup on her uh, messed up dish and then bridget makes this perfect sushi roll uh just so great but the the best episode of this entire segment for me was when the obvious stunt double comes in with like an intense flips, and chris just pops up beneath the podium and then this like cameraman is like crawling on the ground trying to get out of the shot so funny
0: Yeah, Total Drama does like these little moments that don't even have like main characters using their interns or like the stunt crew to create really fun uh, segments in the show. And and I agree, just the fact that it doesn't look anything like Chris, and then you see him crawling out of the shot is hilarious and then definitely in this challenge the contrast between like the two dishes of just yeah the perfect like (laughs) sushi rolls compared to like where it just looks like the fish is just being like battered with like a hammer and then in typical Lindsay fashion like to make it better just the smiley face in like sauce it's just so funny and how did like she turns it around Such like a simple face as well like it just it's um classic Lindsay uh like the the diagram too of like you can't like cut these pieces and when she goes to cut the like puffer fish and then it just like blows away to the other side of the room um I think everything about this sequence is is really likable, and even like the suspense of when they're eating it, and then like mm. like Trent initially eats it and he's like he's kind of okay, and then he's like oh, ooh. and then he's okay again, and then it's just like no, nah. <laughs> um, punching himself
1: like, <laughs>
0: and then we in in classic total drama form, we have to get like a vomiting segment, <laughs> um, but this one is not too bad. It's 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 on the tame side, and then in walks nurse chef who goes to administer CPR. It's just like such a good like sequence. And um, like, it's a shame that some of like the other challenges don't live up to this moment. Uh, Cause even though it's like, it's a cooking challenge back to back, it's, it's so worth it. And, and, and what a fun segment. And I love that this kind of starts this segment with the, the CPR like tent, like the infirmary tent, uh, and like gradually as we go on, we're getting more contestants in there. I love that that's like an element of this episode.
1: Yeah, the the building of the injuries in this episode is very great. Like everyone, like almost everyone gets battered by something at some point in this challenge. Like yeah. whether they're hurt from the challenge or whether they get hurt related to doing something stupid this episode. It was just so good. Like this may be one of the better Lindsay moments of the entire show. I'm holding a pause on that because I know that there's so many great moments. I don't want to clear this, this is probably the best so far. Yeah, this, this or the
0: Gwen. It's Gwen. Gwen's coming to the cabin. Hi, Gwen. Hey, Gwen. Gwen, it's you. Hi. What are you
1: doing here outside the cabin, Gwen? Trying to get into the cabin. Oh, you're trying to get into the cabin. That's very
0: interesting. Uh, definitely right up there for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, and still many great moments to come, as we both know. So uh, mm-hmm. we're not going to be disappointed in future episodes. Um, but yeah. Also, why would he do CPR, Chef? Would, why would Chef do CPR on someone who's puking? I uh, know. <laughs> clearly, not he quite. can still breathe at this point. <laughs> and then later on, he like has the needle, and he's like, "Oh, this isn't going to hurt." and he's like it's gonna hurt a lot or something like that and it's just like so great and like why does he need this needle now like what is this meant this physical care that's being offered Um, although this wasn't the first time we saw the infirmary this season i think cody was maybe the paintball episode or cody was there may have been the first instance of the infirmary but it definitely got full use this episode then the next major thing that we get is jeff and bridget spending their alone time together away from the challenge which end up giving us the most you know character story arc i think we're seeing you know the jeff and bridget romance really blossom this first episode in a long time he didn't say anything stupid so like that's a big bonus uh Obviously, he's also taking care of this bunny, which is, like, apparently super central to the episode. Random bunny that DJ picked up. But he puts it on, like, the lifeguard stand. They go in the water, and then they come back, and and a a snake wound up on the thing. And then the snake gets picked up by a hawk, who then lands on the end of the dock. And then gets eaten by a shark. (laughs) Like, it is just A, eats B, eats C, eats D, like, situation, like unexpected wild ride of a segment but it makes so much character development for Jeff as being this like trying to be a like seeing DJ be this great friend of Jeff you know being a great wingman and being so caring and compassionate DJ wanted a challenge for them in the four and stuff like that and then Jeff just instantly killing this buddy the second he gets it pretty much
0: yeah this is another good example of something that at the time you're thinking like is this like just like an inconsequential moment like filler Um, yeah yeah that really comes to be like the, the like crux of the episode like everything ends up revolving and coming down to this this bunny um and yeah, I just I love the sequence of the snake and, the, and then like the bird and then the shark, like it just keeps going and going and going, um, which is like total drama is always like pushing the boundary. Of, like, how can like we keep this gag running and make it even better? And I think this is like showing like just the right amount of restraint to still like work and be funny and hilarious. Cause I didn't remember, I remembered like the uh, bird taking the snake, but I did not remember the bird getting eaten by the, by the shark. So, so that was a pleasant surprise.
1: Yeah. It was just like, what's next? Like a, a tidal wave comes in and washes everything out or something. Like, yeah, it just kept going and it was, but I think it was the right amount of like, and then this happens. And then this, like, it was just the like right amount. And I think it ended the way that it needed to, um, this bunny thing came out of nowhere right like we did i didn't miss anything in future episodes that like dj had this pet
0: i feel like it was in like one episode i kind of want to say the painful episode but i'm not sure definitely some episode where or maybe it was the where they went for a run in the woods or whatever it was i don't know definitely when they were in amongst nature the bunny (laughs) came up at some point but then like I think like we see him picking it up, but then like it's it's not like something that they've like foreshadowed particularly well. I don't think so. it Definitely felt like during the episode it came really out of left field that he's he's got this bunny with him.
1: And then we get to the the final challenge, which is this like series of mini challenges. Um, the first one is the shooting the apple at the arrow, um, which I thought was just a really funny twist on the story. <laughs> And then the, the second was the trapeze. And then the third was this sort of bobsled race. But kind of going one by one, the first one where like, Chris is like, you're going to shoot an apple at an arrow. And they're like, isn't it the other way around? And he's like, quiet. This is my show. You do not tell me what to do here. And a good way to avoid a lawsuit of shooting arrows at people. Mm. Uh, there would have been a lot of more injuries if the, that was the other way around. Uh, but this was like the real instance of like Sadie's boot being foreshadowed when she's like, I want to shoot. I'm a good shot. And then immediately like misses everything hits Courtney. So many times hits the bear hits the bird. I think she almost hits Chris or something like that hits someone, I think Harold or something like I just hits nearly every single person in the area. And, and, keeps shooting after the challenge has been done and after Lashana had already won. like Similar to Survivor contestants bringing their own downfall, Sadie brought her own downfall in this episode.
0: Yeah, I think Sadie is... I feel like she's a really underrated character, and out of the sadie Katie pair, she's definitely my favorite of the two. Just the way that she, like, voices stuff and makes opinions in this episode. Even just the line of, like, I'm a good shot was just really funny and how she kept going after it was over. I love that the bird is back. <laughs> like, the bird with the ring around its neck is back. Like, that was such a highlight of the episode for me. Uh, and then, like, you have, like, Bigfoot as well, who she hits in the head, and he kind of ignores it, but it's messed and you
1: up. And he was like, watching uh, the Total Trauma Island show. Yeah, like, the theme it, song was. <laughs> it messes up his reception when, he,
0: when like, he gets hit in the head i love i love that like the total drummer theme tune comes so much into the episodes like outside of the initial intro i think it's really clever and it's always like a highlight to hear like a character sing it or like it yeah in this episode it being like on on the tv that the um, the bigfoot's watching but, yeah who is so it's la and owen owen
1: okay so just like
0: so he was in this episode yeah basically it. like A good um, like role for him in the challenge.
1: And Um, these were the two that were like least featured in the episode for for me, Lashawna and Owen. mm -hmm. But the only reason that they were kind of like this side characters was because at this point in time, like Sadie was the character to focus on. Like she was the one stealing all the, you know, the screen time and, and being the attention grabber of the situation. So it makes sense, like, why we didn't see too much from them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have to set up uh, Sadie's boot in some way. And I think this is an episode where they set up the boot well, and then it's not like too foreshadowed. You kind of get the, like, Courtney, like, vows that, like, Like, you're going to pay for that, but you don't know kind of, like, how that's going to play out and and, and what the end game is going to be there. So I think this is one where it's not too, like, on the nose of, like, it's Sadie in trouble, um, but it's just nicely kind of slipped in there as, like, a reason for her going home.
1: I will say that I thought the episode was the issue for me. Like, I I really liked, before they got to the Tribal Council, that they really didn't say anything, like no confessionals or anything. It went straight to the, the the ceremony, and you were like, oh wait, we don't really get any talk from confessional or like side conversations about who could be going home. So it feels like anyone who messed up was vulnerable. Uh, so that was good, but then I felt like the episode was like, who could go home from this? Like, who did poorly? like DJ lost the challenge, but then he also like competed in like three challenges, this, that episode. So it's just like the episode felt like it was only going to be her. She was the only one who really messed up.
0: Yeah. I think that's like the, the unbalance of like who's competing and what's happening. And I feel it's almost like, uh, like constant storyline that DJ's not like great in challenges. There's been a lot of mistakes that he's made, but somehow he's just kind of like able to, to get away with it. And I feel like that's something that's probably not explains um, so well, kind of throughout the season.
1: And I just wish we got more of Sadie. Cause I think that the whole thing of breaking up Katie and Sadie, which Colin talked about was a really interesting dynamic like an interesting way of telling that story like he thought that they would just go together like if not both neither and i think that we lost a lot of sadie along the way which is unfortunate because i think that like you said she could be actually really interesting and i think was more fun out of the two and i think that right after katie was eliminated she was really fun like in the bad haircut thing and some other things that happened and but in the last, like, two episodes, she really just kind of faded into the background, which is unfortunate, because I think that she brought a lot to the episode.
0: Yeah, I think it was a waste, and there was lots of other ways they could have used her coming into her own. Um, like you said, like, she has this moment where it's like, is uh, Lindsay going to be her new, like, BFF Um, But then yeah, after that, she's really kind of left out to dry. She has like these funny moments with like the apple. um, And I think she was kind of present in the paintball episode. um, But yeah, overall, I think underutilized. um, And yeah, it's a shame because, yeah, I think she's definitely kind of the more interesting one of the two. And there was potential for her to kind of really become like a beloved character here.
1: Yeah, she she could have been what Lindsay is to a lot of people. I think that she had that potential or that upside, maybe Mm -hmm. not to the degree, Uh, but yeah, unfortunately underutilized, under underrated. Total Drama Island character and strategist. Yeah. Um, The second challenge we'll get to of this like third part of the challenge um, is the trapeze over the jellyfish river we have harold and bridget competing and and there's a little tension because bridget doesn't want to jump at first but then eventually does and they get it and Lindsay and heather and on the trapeze and she says jump no no wait don't jump and then heather jumps but there swings right out of the way and heather falls right into the thing getting stung um and then an immediate confessional from gwen saying uh the universe has a ways of as like karma or something like that where it's like corrects itself and she's like points up to the sky and it's like looking at you and stuff like it was just great storytelling and i I love this back and forth of the heather gwen that we got this episode it was just like a good a good way of kind of developing their story
0: yeah i feel like this is another crazy over the top just ridiculous challenge um but it definitely (laughs) works and i love that like Once again, Harold is kind of this, like, unexpected challenge beast who's always kind of, like, pulling out, like, the points for the killer bass and and, and coming to, like, the forefront after, like, he'll have a terrible performance, but then he's somehow getting like points and like doing well um so that's that was a fun moment and i just love what we yeah the sequence we get after this the fact that now like there's another person in the infirmary that we find out that courtney's been there as well the fact that the jellyfish is stuck to heather's head i think is really (laughs) hilarious and is a definite look that she should have kept for for longer throughout the season um but, yeah, just really fun. And how, like, then we get Chef again where Heather's like do, you, like, do you know how to get, like, a jellyfish off somebody's head? And, and Chef's adamant that he can do it. So, um, yeah, just a really wacky challenge again and, and a funny kind of moments that spring from it.
1: And then, obviously, like you mentioned, we were at the infirmary and, and, you know, we find out Courtney was there and Heather arrives. And then while we're there, we see this moment where, you know, Courtney sees Duncan trailing this bunny, through the forest um, ongoing continuation of this DJ lost has bunny missing and Jeff lies and says, Oh, it it ran away. Um, Instead of just telling him that it was eaten three times, maybe you want to say, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, But yeah, like he lies and says that it was just taken away to avoid any sort of tension. And then Duncan just goes and finds another bunny to lead on, which will play out into the, the bats ending up losing the the final challenge, which is this sort of sled race uh, where the person steering is blindfolded and then the person behind them is making the calls. So we get like Lashana and Gwen. Lashana's blindfolded and then DJ and Jeff. DJ being blindfolded and I love the moment where they look at the sleds and, and you see Chef in the background just greasing them up with some sort of oil um, – like that, like in that survivor challenge where they grease up and slide down the things like classic, uh, you know, uh, slippery sliding slope challenges that we've seen in, in other reality shows and stuff. And then while they're doing this, you know, Duncan reveals that they have the, the bunny and DJ lifts his blindfold, which is the, the big moment of the episode. And they end up winning the race, but losing the challenge because of that, that instance, um, and even throughout the, the, the challenge itself, Chris was, you know, detonating more explosives because he said he couldn't waste them because uh, he had extras and stuff just like peak Chris. And then sort of like total, you know, move that Chris would make, like bend and pick and choose the rules that he wants to to have to, like for the challenge. Like a few episodes ago, Duncan could start a fire with a lighter, but this time DJ couldn't pick up the blindfold for half a second. So like they lost uh, and unfortunately, they end up losing the challenge. It's an it's an interesting
0: sequence. It's so intense, and I love that Chris has added like the dynamite because like yeah, we just had leftover. Um, can't let it go to waste. So Chris, the environmentalist that he is, nothing <laughs> gets uh, thrown out. But, yeah, another fun sequence that's just really over the top. Like you mentioned, Chef, like, greasing up the sleds is such a Chef thing to do. And I like that now we've got, like, a combo, like, of DJ and Jeff that it makes sense given what's transpired in the episode. Uh, Gwen and LaShawn, from what we've seen, tend to, like, get along, so it's an interesting combo. But, yeah, only kind of Heather's the antagonist on that side. But, yeah. yeah, I, I do like that, like, Chris is always deciding kind of, like, what rule's going to stay and what's not, and, and having the final say. I think it, like, in, obviously, another show that could feel unfair, this is a cartoon that kind of works to, like, his character
1: type. No, justice um, for Sadie. She was safe. Mm. Her tribe won immunity, and, and she still went to tribal council.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a great sequence, and... Um, I think a fun way to end the episode, although like DJ, like getting in trouble for like not being able to steer properly when they haven't have hit anything and he kind of seems to be doing fine, uh, is an interesting choice. Yeah. Good to see kind of some character development, I think for like Duncan too. And like Courtney, like figuring out that like, Oh, like maybe kind of, has like a softer side and he's just putting on this tough exterior. I think is kind of the major character development moment we really get from this episode. Um, but yeah, I just think the challenges are such a standout throughout this whole thing.
1: Yeah. And there were classic in the sense that, you know, there, there were death stunts and you shouldn't do this and all this kinds of stuff. And it was just, you know, great to have Chris at his peak and, and all these, you know, challenges not take away from the character moments that we'd like to see like with Duncan and Jeff and Bridget and DJ those were really the main people and a little bit of Sadie I would say as well but yeah just some peak people um still think the last week was a little better but um still a solid episode and then we get to the elimination ceremony as well and and at this point it feels like it's going to be Sadie where you would Doubting it. I don't know if you remembered if it was Sadie before going into the episode or not. I think kind of when it got
0: down to it, um, the fact that like it comes down to like Sadie and Harold for some unknown reason. Um, they often make some really weird choices in kind of who like the like decoy boot is gonna be with the final marshmallow. And I think this is one where like why is it not like DJ who's who's like it's between Sadie and DJ, like it'd be a lot more suspenseful. Like if Harold is is kicked out here, like it doesn't make any sense. It's like a, a Justin boot that comes out of left field. <laughs> But, yeah, so not much tension as to who went home um, when it got down to the marshmallow ceremony.
1: I think they brought it into the ceremony pretty good. Like, they didn't have any conversations. It's, like, one of those, you know, survivor moments where it's, like, oh, you're going straight to the tribal council right from the challenge. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. any time to discuss. Like, it was, like, that was, like, more suspenseful than, than some conversations where it's, like, oh, it could be, you know, Sadie or it could be... D J, And then between Harold and Sadie, and you're like, oh, what's going on here? It's obviously Sadie. But I thought decent-ish in in terms of the strategy development of how to to add tension to the vote. And then we got some funny, like, Courtney getting at uh, Chris... Like, come on, hurry up now and, and stuff like that. So I thought that added some fun where he was like pausing at the last marshmallow and he's like, get on with it. And stuff like that it was some good moments to have. And then obviously the episode ends where we have Katie and Sadie reunited. It just felt complete. You know, everything felt whole again.
0: Yeah, I think that is um, the perfect way to wrap up the episode. And the fact that they just have their ye uh, as they're like uh, they're uh, meeting each other and we just kind of fade to black with that happening and I'm just imagining chef like driving like this boat away wanting to like kill himself uh, (laughs) by the fact that those two are together making that noise but I just love her exit too where she like calls everybody out as like a bunch of marshmallow eating free (laughs) like it's the like Judd moment from Guatemala where he's like I hope you all get bitten by like a freaking crocodile um always nice to see like some expression like after the boot and then somebody like chucking a tantrum is definitely the way to go and I think this just is just showing what we like we could have got from Sadie we got these little moments where like she snaps like when when Katie and Sadie have their fallout and we get these moments where she snaps and I think she's like she could have been like this really like you said like lovable character like Lindsay but then also have these really like uh, little kind of like villainous bratty moments like throughout as well that, that really would have made her stand out I suppose more in, in fans of the show's eyes.
1: Yeah, unfortunately Rob so much. But uh the show must go on and, and she was probably the worst in all the performances this episode, so unfortunately we see her go, but we couldn't lose Harold, couldn't lose our beatboxer. Um That's true. We gotta rate this episode now. So what are you gonna do? Buy, rent or bin episode eleven. I think
0: just based on all the like little moments, um, I think there's definite criticisms in like the pairings of the, um, throughout the challenges. But I think for me, just like the challenges themselves and this over the top antics is classic total drama. Um, And it's kind of what I really love about the show. So for me, this is an easy buy.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah.
1: So this is better than last week's. Yeah. Ooh. All right, I was gonna. I think it, it was a solid wrench for me. I liked it. I just didn't love it. I think their one moment, the Lindsay and Trent puffer fish moment, was amazing. And that is like buy worthy on its own. But I think some of the other stuff lost a little bit. And I think if you're gonna get rid of someone and you have full control of the edit, just show them a little more. I just wish we saw more of Sadie. But yeah, great. I was still an enjoyable episode. Did not was not disappointed by anything this episode. I just didn't love it as much as you know last week's or, or some of the episodes before. It's mm-hmm. still a great episode. Like I said last episode, last week, um, even the bad episodes are really good. So uh, you're not going to get many complaints here from me, just nitpicks. Uh, but that'll do it for us this week. We have wrapped up episode eleven. I feel like we're about halfway. How many people are left in the competition? yeah
0: they're like I think it's it's yeah is it like a seven to five split now or are we at six six now I think I don't know it's yeah it's around that 12 11, people almost, 11 mark.
1: if not halfway we're almost at halfway I think okay. maybe next episode will definitively be halfway if not we're if we're not there already but yeah uh, we'll we'll be back next week to cover the exciting thirteenth no 12th episode is my number whatever oh my god I gotta end um I don't know what episode we're on. Whatever episode will come out next, we'll talk about it. It'll be exciting. It'll be dramatic. there will be a, a surprise elimination, and Colin will hopefully be back. But, yeah, Jared, thank you for being here. Thank you. It's been fun. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with Colin. If not, uh, it'll just be us again. Uh, and stay tuned. Ding, ding, ding. Eee! Should we do it on thread together? Yeah. In the episode of thinking on the count of three, we'll do E together. So it'll be one, or no, sorry, three, two, one, and then we'll E together. Okay. So like three, two, don't one. Don't
0: too early, like the
1: trapeze. Yeah. Uh, no, don't E. Don't E yeah. <laughs> Okay. Three, two, one. E.
0: Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google Podcasts, or by copying our rss feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback you can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on facebook twitter and instagram as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net thanks once again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.